morning, Roxy Soxy. <sighs> Good morning, Tam Tam, or should I say afternoon? Why Good afternoon. Oh my God, it's been such a crazy ass week. Like, what has it been? Like, what's happening over there? Dude, I am. It's one of those weeks where literally shit is like happening every fucking school day. School shit? Or yeah, like, like school shit. The one saving grace is that my child yeah. is actually in school now. I know. I'm so jealous. I had this whole conversation with John last night and I was like, what the fuck? Roxy's got her kids in school. Her husband's out of her way. She's got a whole fucking life back. And I was like, me? I'm sitting here with literal shit trying to potty train my kid. I was like, I want to be Roxy right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It definitely helps. I'll say that. Like having the kid out, like having yeah. the husband in the back, like yeah. doing work. It definitely works for me. It gives me more time for my wine. Oh, I know. And showers. Cause you, I yeah. feel like you smell good. I can see you cross that you've showered. <laughs> could you tell that I showered and washed my hair today? I, I can was tell. Like, Game I can changer. tell. Sean walked in the other day and I was like, what is that smell? And he goes, I think it's me. <laughs> and I was like, it probably is you. He's like, you know, I haven't showered for three days. And I was oh. like, yeah, probably I can, I can see it's all, it's all the, the pandemic the pandemic smell, I feel like, will be with us for a long time. Yes. How does he get his hair to do that? It stands no. up. Like, how does he do that? It's amazing. Um, it's very, all he does is go outside <laughs> in Texas, and um, there's a lot of humidity here, and his hair stands up in his head. But we are going to have a few drinks today, Roxy, because oh, so um, the people that we're talking to, the two lovely ladies that we're talking to, <laughs> are two hilarious best friends who've created a massive online community of moms who share stories, advice, truths. They're a little naughty like us. So I feel like that's why we kind of get on or hopefully we get on. We don't know. They might be like over us in the first 10 minutes. They have a massive social media platform of millions of moms. They have books, podcasts, tour, everything. I think we need to get our shit together so we can become them, Roxy. Yes. Oh my God. And if you don't know who they are, then you're living under a rock, but they are cat and nat. Cat and Nat, the franchise. Y'all are yeah. making me. Cat, I like when you said tour, and you're like, Rrr, and I was like, oh, I feel that <laughs> yeah. in my loins. Oh, I feel. Yeah, I'm also ovulating right now, and when you ovulate, you have a oh. lot of testosterone, so everything's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> How do you know that? that? You're How do you guys oh not know about your hormones? There's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well because we're not trying to do anything no but there's four there's four different parts of your cycle and you're a different person in each different part of what? your cycle yeah we really? learned this yes. at an event yeah and then yeah, you, but i can't i can't feel it i'm not like self-aware enough to know you're supposed to eat certain things during that moon cycle yes. I, I, I just know i have high testosterone and my doctor said you must have a high libido and i said i don't sounds like i'm half man with no sex drive <laughs> you don't have, have a high libido <laughs> that's your hormone yeah. That's it. So That's you don't have, you don't have a high libido like both no! of you or okay so no, like no well you have met the okay. person you need to meet because welcome Tam and Sursuck. <laughs> this chick is a fuck I machine. Would, I would have no, no. I'm not. I wouldn't say a fuck machine, but I would say I would have sex happily once a day. I don't <gasps> get it once yeah. a day. Yes, I don't. I'm not allowed it once a day. Why? <laughs> I, because he gets tired. I'm only allowed it couple times a week so i'm <laughs> I, I i begged yesterday i begged i think it was two days ago i was like please can you just have sex with me please oh my god you are our husband you're a dream yeah. you're, you're a dream. dream yeah i don't know but, but wonder if if it was if okay so you are the instigator right uh like I Not feel like time. it always has to be one. Like, right. If my, uh, yeah. You know, how do I say, like, my husband always knows he's the one who has to chase me. Right. And so I always know it's available. You know, right. it's just <laughs> kind that's of me. I'm so, <laughs> oh my God, that's so sad. 
Oh my gosh. I don't think if I, if I, for a week, if I like, if I was pissy about it and I was like, well, I'm going to show you, I'm not going to, I'm going to withhold for a week. Then after a week, he would be, he would want to be with me. Have you done that before? She can't. I have waited a week. It's hard. But I have. Wow. You <laughs> little vixen. Hard. I love that. You. I want to be just like you. No, I, I'm going to tell you something. We did a podcast with a hormone specialist that said, and I'm what? sure, I'm sure most men are doing this, but you can have, once you have really good orgasms, like really good orgasms where they take over your whole body and you enjoy sex the entire time. You want it. It's like eating. It's like having a glass of wine. You want wine because you're enjoying it the beginning, during, and after. Like you're enjoying the whole process of it. You're you're enjoying, right? Women <sighs> need the lead up. They need the, the well. Don't. There's different points. Different <laughs> cycles. You just need to be over. Just land. We're a bunch of dudes over here. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can have it, and it can be really great. And after it's done, I'm like, I'm so glad Same. it's like a workout. I'm yeah, like, I'm done, so glad. Yeah. But the lead up, and honestly, and the all, thought of it all day, and also oh, like, yeah, yeah. making it last right. long. Like, oh, yeah. I know how to do this, and I know how to do it yeah. fast. Yeah. So let's just let's, yeah. let's leave. The, There's let's, a reason vibrators are so popular. In my yep. belief, no one's yeah. playing with their vibrator for an hour. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's in there's different cycles. Like for example. Like you're supposed to have more yep. lead up in the beginning of your cycle because you're you don't have as much like moisture down there. Who <laughs> says moisture? Oh. Isn't that a terrible word? Yeah. Um, so there has to be lead up to have a good orgasm. Whereas in the second half, or when lube. you're ovulating, lube. yeah, or lube, whatever. Or lube. But yep. in the second half, when you're ovulating, that's when you can do fast, hard, ready. It's enjoyable the whole time. That's when they say like when you check. No, out. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sperm can that's, catch in. They go yep. like just go like this, like in between your two fingers. That's uh-huh. what she slipped on. No, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I missed that part of the conversation before this podcast started, but she's on, on, yeah, on sperm. Yeah, on sperm. On sperm. I nearly broke my neck, you guys. I, I mm-hmm. when my husband and I had done the ditty, this was earlier the last ditty. year. Done the ditty. Done the ditty. We, earlier last ditty. year, yeah, I was trying to get, I was trying to steal a sperm because at the time I, was right. I wanted another <laughs> um, one. So I was like, right. okay, I'm going to do that. Come to find out, you know, he come literally, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> we had like the towel, you know, after the yes, up towel, yes. right? Oh, God. And sex. so he he was he was running away. To, <laughs> he was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> and he was trying to put it like in the in the laundry, yes. but it landed on the floor, like face down where the the yes. juice was. Yes. And um, I didn't know that because it's obviously clear. So I picked up the towel and was like kind of like walking fast. <laughs> and literally my legs went out from under me and I <gasps> fucking broke my neck. Yeah. On his, what would you have sperm. told the doctor? Yes. I slipped on sperm. I slipped on sperm and I probably would have sued him because like, good, right? Yes, good one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great, great idea. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, he caused bodily harm. You yeah, know? but that oh, goes to my God. question of like, okay, so if she was trying to steal his sperm, is it okay if you're married? Okay, because yeah. I want a third kid. My husband does not. So oh. is it okay if you're married to be like ovulating and to be like, no, honey, it's two days. He knows when it's my period because I'm terrible, PMS. But if I said like, hey, I'm just, I'm about to get my period. There's no way I could get pregnant. Is that okay if you're married? Is that- I I would absolutely say it's okay if you're married. Just be able to deal with the repercussions when you tell him you're pregnant. He goes, <laughs> I just, thought you said. 
just wrap your legs around him, vice grip him, and don't let him out. And then when he's done, you just lay there with your butt in the air and yeah. let the sperm just swim. Just grab and hold. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. doing that, like literally, like just laying, like laying there for so yes. long and just being like, swim, swim. Wait, swim. did you yes. take the towel and put it up your vagina? No. no. No, oh, I, I like li- stole his sperm and I was like, so you I, rubbed it up there to try to get pregnant. No. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> I tried to physically steal it as it was coming out of him. But that okay. fucker is so good with timing. He Ooh. knew to the second. He was like, yeah. pull out. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. I understand. So you like were a good one. So were you gonna try to put it back in? <laughs> well, I was not. I was actually just gonna try to clean myself up and like kind of <laughs> oh. move out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure where that was going. If you pick the towel up to spermify yourself, I wasn't sure. I don't judge, you know, I just was curious. (laughs) Whoever's like trying to pull out or whatever they do, it's like so many babies. I mean, my second baby was conceived like that. Like it's not foolproof. Full and pray. So he must know. Yeah, he He, must know. He literally can time it. You It's insane. I'm like, how did you know even the pre, like... He knows. He knows. You know, I'm like, wow. Yeah. He had me in the position where he could do that, if you know what I mean. Where he knew. From behind. Around the throat. I'm going to kill you. Tam, and I have advice for you. Oh, Oh, God. If you see, when my husband didn't want a third, and I desperately wanted a third, Mm -hmm. and I basically said to him, I want a third more than you don't want a third. Mm-hmm. And it will be really hard for me to get over the fact that I want this more than you don't want it. So yes, I right. say whoever, if someone is like hard, no. And the other person's like really want it, but mm-hmm. there's usually someone who wants the decision more. Mm-hmm. The problem is that my husband, because we work, we're in the film, uh, our, our jobs mainly aren't on social media. They're in film and TV, right? Mm-hmm. So my husband is a director and he's about to direct his next film and he'll be gone for a couple of months. And then, you know, for me, I was on a show for seven years. So it's kind of like that back and forth, right? I don't do well with postpartum. I did better with the second postpartum because I had a lot of help. I had a lot of people who were feeding me and my mom came out and I had a night nurse. Thank God. The first one, I had nothing. Postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety was terrible. So he had to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm. And so for him, he's like, yeah, I don't want to give up an entire, because I, I gave up, I would say, 40% of my life when I had a baby and he had to give up 60% because I was working and he wasn't at that time. And he's like, I don't want to give up 60% of my life for a year. Now it's like 50, 50 mm-hmm. for both of us. Like we're both hands on with the kids and we work at the, like both work and give each other opportunities to work. But now it's like, you know, she's two. It's great. She's almost potty trained. We're in that sweet spot. You know, it's hard, but it's good. It's that newborn stage, you know? I know, but it's so short compared to like the life. Then your marriage is over. (laughs) (laughs) My husband did not want four. He thought we were done at three. We went bang, bang, bang with three. And then I was like, wait, I thought we had this discussion before we got married that we would have four kids. Like I was, I was sure that all my friends knew. I'm like, did I forget to mention this to you? And he's like, right. Have four kids. Like, just think about how much it's going to cost and the size of our house. We live in the city. Like, I don't know. I could have all the kids in the same bedroom. I don't care. I want four kids. So I talked to his sister. His sister's older oh. and does have influence. So she basically had a conversation with him one day and was like, she can handle having four kids. You yep. are a family that can handle this. You got to give her what she wants. She, you know, like, 
she really wants this. And I swear he influenced, she influenced him. And it was like, one day he wrote me this letter. He's like, I want, I want to give you your fourth child. And I was like, <laughs> I am pregnant tomorrow. <laughs> that sister had powers. My God. I, I had, I know it's crazy. I know. But are you guys very, you're, you're probably, do you do most of the work? Like, are you guys the ones who are mm. cooking and cleaning and taking care of their every need? See, that's the thing. I yeah, do yeah, yeah. half of that because the other half, I have to be available to do other things. So it's like 50, yeah. 50. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know point. but it, it was a long, it's a long game. Yeah. And it was 50, 50 until, you know, we go on the road for, we travel to like, we go on tour. We, mm. we did, we've done a hundred and like seven wow. cities all over North America and the UK. Mm. And, um, they learned very quickly, learn. you know, but that, I think, you know, I think if you really want it, it's like, you can't turn back time in like 15 years from now. Yeah. Now's the time you make yeah. that baby. Even I mean, if you do, if, but maybe she doesn't. Y'all, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I want to make the baby. I guess I just like you know. And then you have this negative idea of like your like. I I don't know if you guys feel this way. And Roxy chime in, but my body went through. Mm. I had two ten pound babies. You know, like mm. I don't know if my body cat cat had those likes that no. again. You know, it's it's can your body handle it? You know, that's that's something to think about as well. And at what age? is too old to be mm. considering, you know, and there is that factor. People say there's not that factor, but it is. Once you get past a certain age, it's like, there's more, I've had so many miscarriages. So there's miscarriages mm. and there's, you know, can the baby have a issues when you, you start like this down syndrome and there's things to yeah. talk about after a certain age. Mm. Like when is old, when is old, when is, when are you too old? Do you think? I remember, I remember when I was younger and I, there was this woman that worked with me and I just, I looked up to her because she was a mom. She was married. I wasn't engaged yet. And she had two boys. She's like, you know, I've always wanted to like have a third child, but I very much, I have to stop. And I have to say, I have two healthy, healthy boys. Do I, do I, potentially move forward and who knows what happens or mm -hmm. do I just kind of park it and be grateful with what I have? And she said, my husband, and I just decided we're just, we, we are, these boys are everything we've ever needed and wanted and they're healthy and we're happy. And, and she's like, so I'm going to let that third one just go and I'm going to be fine with it. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it though. I mean, yeah. I see, I see the side of that. I see not, especially if you reach a certain age, you know, like not taking that chance and rolling the dice again. And, I mean, it does suck if you're sort of like, see, I came from a different like way of thought because I, we actually plan on not having kids. Oh. So for me, it was like the opposite, right? So it's like, okay. yeah, we were like, okay, we're great. Like we're having fun. We're traveling. I can like fucking go out all night if I want, wake up <laughs> on see, the lay on the couch. Dude, she can have the ball of tequila. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I can how long were you together deciding that you didn't want to have kids? So we did. Okay. So here's like the quick, the quick end of it. We met then seven months later, we got engaged. Then Ooh. a year after mm. that, we got married and then we were married for almost 10 years before we <gasps> had her. Yeah. What? And we would literally plan on like Whoa. not having kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, it's going to be great. Like we'll travel, we'll retire somewhere, like eventually like to some foreign land and like live on a beach and like drink margaritas all day, you know? And so it totally changed the dynamic for us when mm -hmm. we became parents. I mean, it's the best thing that ever obviously could have happened. And I That's can't wild. believe I didn't know that before, but how would I have known? But anyway, yeah. you know, but it still was like such a, it was a game changer. But so for me, I can see where somebody would be like, yeah. well, I'm good. You know, like I've got yeah. th this many, like, 
So I don't yes, know. It's yes. like a different oh. way of thought. You know, I was together with Sean for nine years, I think, before we had kids too. What? Yeah, you guys have lived a life with your. But I met him. I met him in my like just got off the boat from Australia to America. Thank God, or I would have been like a sex fan. Speaking of when you say that you lived in Australia and you you did that show in Australia, when you say we get on really well, that is so like we get on, mate. Yeah, it's right there. People are very mad I got done a accent anymore. Of you to say, (laughs) wait, did you get rid of your accent? Oh gosh, it it is a point of contention with a lot of people. Small, very small story is I was on Young and the Restless, came over from Australia, came to the States, didn't have a green card, didn't have anything. They had three months to get a job, right? I got the job, I got the job on Young and the Restless. I was very happy I got the job because I was gonna get a green card. I was like, great, it was a three-year deal, awesome. I was on the show for two months and they called me up to the headquarters and they said, Hey, we might have to let you go because your accent keeps coming out and like you like don't have an American accent. So like you sound Australian and you're taking over a role. Who's an American? American, right? So I took oh. the place of someone who's an American and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So I said to Sean, my husband, I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, just talk in an American accent and just like, see, <laughs> like just talk every single day. So you don't even have to think about it. It's like, you know, method acting. The problem is my method acting was three years of a show. <laughs> so they didn't fire me. Um, I got to do three years of the show. Problem is um, the accent stuck. And here it is. If I went back to Australia, I'm sure I'd have a couple of beers. Beers. Do you see that? Yes. It would come in. And it wouldn't be such an issue. As soon as we started talking about your accent, I don't know if it's because I've had a glass of wine or two, but I could hear your Australian accent very, very, very very faint in there. So you were born in Australia. Born in South Africa. I know it's confusing. Born in South Africa, raised in Sydney, Australia, and moved to the States. Oh, well, we get on so well. I so well. so not American <laughs> to say get on, but I love it because I've met so many like Australians and I just love the way they Cana- talk. Canadians and Australians are very. How are you going? Sending how you going, mate? How's it going? Yeah, no, no, like, yeah. We don't say that here. How you going? We're like, how are you doing? How you going? How, how's it going? Yeah. They go, how it going? How going? We have an S in there. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the how you guys met because- Mm-hmm. you've created such an empire it is an yeah. empire even if you say it's not it is and from from pretty much nothing um and you now have Sorry. millions of people who follow your every move and you influence them and influence can be thrown around sometimes like a dirty word but it's 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 incredible to be able to be someone's voice that they don't have like you have a platform the people now they look up to you you were their idols you were their gods their mother gods so like how did it begin how did you guys meet how did you explode into cat and nat that you are now and was it love at first sight for you guys? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're married so without sex. We, we met when we were in ninth We were having grade. sex anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> now, I mean, what, maybe we'll take up dry humping. What is I don't different? Know, hey. Dry humping seems less aggressive. Dry humping, we keep talking about this on our podcast. We should all I love dry humping. Dry oh, my God. Was dry humping the best. Was the best. The best. Yeah. Until yeah. you, like... And oh, heavy petting so above yes. the clothes, yes. above the clothes, I'm not it. under. And, yeah. I, and I knew, like, I knew exactly the position to be in to make it a good time. Um, <laughs> the two, the two of us met when we were in ninth grade, and I'll tell you, I love that we have dry humping all in common. That is lovely. Yes. Wow, it feels like we're soulmates. I love team this. dry hump. I mean, it's it's gotta I also be. Feel like, I also feel like in dry humping, like the girls kind of in control, like you know, because yeah. you don't have to worry about the whole like no penetration. Salami. Yeah, yeah no penetration. Penetration. I'm gonna dry hump tonight, guys. That's what yeah. I'll do. I'll say. I'll say, don't worry. There's no pressure. You don't have to have sex with me. I'm just going to put your clothes on and dry hump you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to rock 
back and forth on you like a yes, boat. You okay. Yes. You'll be like, go. okay, I'm slightly confused, but no, it, is sure, oddly, honey, it is oddly satisfying. I have to say. It is. So I remember. Wait, do you drive on guys as an adult? No. no. No, I want to. I'm wanting to bring oh, okay. it back. I, just, I used to dry hump guys, and then back then they were wearing like khakis, and then they uh-huh. had like a wet spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I had my first orgasm. Yes. I had my first yes. orgasm dry humping, and something yes. came over my body. I was like, yes. oh my God, what was that? And so the poor guy, I would just dry hump him all the time because I didn't know it was an orgasm. I was just like, what is that feeling? So I'd just be like, lay down. See, see that thing that I do? <laughs> So I hump him for days and the guy was like, you're chafing me. And I'd be like, but I need to feel that feeling. The zipper on his jeans. You're chafing him. I'm glad you're having a great time, but I'm quite sore. I don't care. (laughs) And then one time I went to go switch positions. I remember I was dry humping and I lifted my knee up and I need him in the balls. I didn't really know what that, like that whole blue balls thing was. And I need him in the balls. It wasn't blue balls, I guess, but I need him in the balls. And then he like left. And my friend was like, my boyfriend said that you need him in the balls while you're dry humping and he had to go inside to throw up. And I was like, what is even happening? I didn't even know that that's how much it hurt if you need him in the balls. And I was just changing positions. <laughs> Anyways, we were in ninth grade. Um, dry humping. Dry humping, which is literally like... <laughs> The both both of us, it's like a block from my house right now, and like three blocks from her house right now is where we went to high school. But we bonded in high school because we just we couldn't focus in school. We we learn now we have so many like you know learning challenges that were not accommodated back then. But what we could bond in is um, her mom had a house close by, and the two of us would go to her mom's house and we would eat uh, bagels with cheese and smoke joints. And oh, then Pat would stay home, and then I would go back to school. And I wouldn't go like, back. Are you high? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable um and then we kind of like you know we lived our lives but when we were the first of all of our friends to have babies nobody had babies as young as we did and we found each other basically through facebook and when you say that people turn to us because they feel like you know uh we're the ones who make them feel like they're not alone this is what we were to each other the relationship we have is literally like what ignited the community that we have now yeah i feel like it's a french i feel like a lot of people feel comfort in our friendship Mm-hmm. And I feel like more than even motherhood, it's like we, when we travel, we meet a lot of women who are alone and who feel alone and who don't have a supportive partner and they do everything on their own. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just that I think what people relate to us, which we're so thankful for, because, you know, having a community is so much more important than, than having just people who our fans, you know, because our community feels connected to us and we very much know their names and who they are and they cheer you on and they're excited for you, you know? So I really do think that they've been part of our journey for so long and they've watched us talk about things and then it come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And like we, because we never set out to be something, um, it really has been a journey with them, which is so crazy. You know, today I got a pool. Um, in my I saw on your stories. I saw on your stories. You're an actual today. pool or like a yeah. an actual, pool? An actual pool. Oh. An actual pool. But like mm. it went over my head. Anyways, all of the people who have followed us for so long know how long I've been talking about this, mm-hmm. that they were like, I'm so excited for you. Like you've been dreaming of this. So really is a very close 
connection they've been with us and that's how we've grown our community and like when we talk about things that we, we we if we have a dream like we're like one day we'd love to come meet you guys for real and we mm-hmm. said it and we were like i don't know we're gonna do this and then we got an opportunity to do something very small in toronto and we did it and then we proved to our agents that we could we could sell out theaters and then it happened it was like, like mm-hmm. everything that we sort of dream we just dream about it with them with them and then together we all make it happen but like the question is, because we're obviously all in this crazy like pandemic COVID situation, <sighs> various states of it. Um, how do you stay connected, like so connected to your community when you can't be like present with, you know, I mean, I physically present with them like in the same room. Is it just through your social media or like? Yeah, we're boring. Yeah, it's no, been I, I feel You're like, like content yeah. is getting good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about but- it we have something that could potentially be wrong with us in a way that like we can have like the world on our shoulders, but we can always find positivity. And we're always aware that some, like so many people have a heart, like it harder than we do. And so we feel so blessed to have what we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, we, we upped our podcast to three days and we can set a one. Mm. So we can always be there for people. And they're like, this is what has gotten me through this freaking pandemic. It's just the two of you finding some, some, some ridiculousness mm-hmm. or ridiculousness mm-hmm. to last through this because like, it's not like we're oblivious to what's fucking happening. Like we have seven, we had seven kids at home that we were homeschooling. We have got uh husbands who like, I got a husband who fucking uh, works in this once, room and wants now. so much sex oh. from you. <laughs> and wants all the time. Like, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not hard. It's not easy. It's not easy, Tamna. I feel for your husband. It's yeah. Right? yeah. Well, it doesn't it feel does. sexy. And Tamna and I talk about this on the show. Like, it does it not feel sexy. sexy. It well, does. to you, it does. I mean, a fucking cardboard wall would feel sexy, but Jesus. Like, during the pandemic, when I'm seeing him 24 7, seven days a week, I don't want to, I don't look at him yeah. all of a sudden and be like, Oh, I just want to fuck you. No. I, like I would it. say the I bickering. Like I would definitely say the like, I think my husband and I bicker more now. And he said to me the other day, he goes, you know, but you're my best friend. And I actually started crying. And I said, Aww. I said, wait, you think that about me? Because I just, I just feel like I'm so fucking Roxy's like, in, I'm yeah. like, I'm so, an, you're so annoyed by me or I'm in your space all the time or I'm controlling you or the, whatever it is because we don't have any other outlets. Like we don't have, I haven't been with friends or like you guys at least have each other. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not saying that makes it easier, but you can vent to each other. It, does, does, it does. But it's like, it's hard to like, for the only person that you're around is your husband. So Yes, sex, but I remember I said to you, uh, Roxy, that sex to me also can be about something else. Sex to me can also be something about connection and feeling uh, loved and wanted. Yes, you know, you, so you maybe like that's husband. yeah, maybe that's something that I have to fix within myself because or not, no, or, not. Or, or not, or not, or not. No, you're having well, lots of sex, but you know, yeah. maybe that's what that's about. But like when you, you, know you see someone all the time, then sorry, no, the, what they say, fondness makes no okay. absence. Absence, absence makes, makes the heart. And I, and I have to tell you that um, I can honestly say, and I think that's so cute that he looks at you and he's like, you're my best friend. That means he respects you in every single way. And he loves being with you. And he, he turns to you for like ideas and things to like shoot the shit about. My husband is not my best friend. He never has been. No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. I have girl best friends only. This is my best friend. And then I've got a group of girls. My husband is my partner, like my partner in life, my partner in parenting, um, someone that I have sex with, but not my best friend. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> my, the person I have to have sex no, with. No, but not, that I have to. Not my best friend. We don't maybe have you invite him in, maybe you don't. 
I would maybe you don't. I don't have a lot in common with him. I, <laughs> I would say my husband's my best friend. Yeah, I think Tamman for That's you so for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you guys are super, super cool. Like you guys are very intertwined. Like I feel like codependent. Kind of like, <laughs> like, no, guys, you you know we reached out to Gwyneth's. Um, we saw on Gwyneth's goop page that oh. there was this psychic who could call us crazy. But she was basically like, there's soulmates and twin flames and soulmates wow. come into your life and leave. They're not always there for a reason. They're not there forever. It's like they're there to teach you a lesson and then they move on. Soulmates aren't always like sexual. They're not always your, like you can have multiple soulmates. And she so goes, we called her ass up, then, then yeah. she goes, there's like, twin the flames and twin flames are two people that have been together forever who are here for a bigger cause. So they keep coming back to life. So like regardless of your religion or whatever, yeah. these two, these two souls have been together for the eons and they get, they got the big, you know, rebirth and brought into new life, but mm -hmm. they're always together. So she is like, she starts talking to us and she's like, you two are twin flames. And she didn't even charge us. She couldn't stop talking about it. She was like, you two are twin flames. I need to do more investigate like this. She was telling us about our history, our past. She was so excited. And I was like, that makes total sense because two people who have such synergy, who don't really have to like do much in order to make the relationship work. Because a, when you have a, a marriage or a relationship, there's expectations and sex is one of them. And you're often disappointing someone. When you have budget and money, and when you have a friendship, mm -hmm. parenting, it's often mm -hmm. what like us, it's fluid and it's very easy. And there's no, you owe me, not I need, no, not fluid sex, no dry humping. But <laughs> I bet you have at least one time <laughs> on a drunken <laughs> night. <laughs> we never have. <laughs> Back in 2002. I bet you kiss each other. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> we actually don't. And we always joke about it. And I'm like, gross. And she's like, no. Have you seen each other naked? Yes. She's seen. I, yeah, we have. I, I, I yeah, often have accidentally mm -hmm. get naked. We have to change backstage. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. always screams like not to look at her naked, but she's drunk mm -hmm. and she's always naked. And she will <laughs> no looking. And she's like, don't look at me. And we look I around like. If you look at my boots, it's not my nipples. No one's looking at you. <laughs> We're looking at everything else but my nipples. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's and, all. And my nipples are so small. Literally, the tips of my fingers can cover them. So I'm like this. Mine are so don't big. Look at my nipples. Oh, God. I'll give you around. some of mine. <laughs> Minor oh child, child size nipples. Even oh. after husband, nursing the baby. said the other when we had that conversation, he said like, "I think I've met you before." Oh. He said like, "I think I've met you in a different life," and we drive each other batshit wow. crazy. But I don't even know what. See, this is the problem, and maybe that's codependency. I don't know how I would live without him. I said this <gasps> the other day. I said I don't know. I said I said I well I, I said I think you'd be fine. <laughs> so I started it. But I said, you know, if if you died or something not on what happened, I don't think I would function for a long time. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't think I would function either. He said I would move back to Australia, probably mm -hmm. probably to be the, for the kids to be with your family, you mm -hmm. know, and wow. And I do feel that way. And I wouldn't say that we're we're not even gushy. We're not even like gushy people, but there's You're something kind of gushy together. <laughs> He's not that gushy. He's not that gushy. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I force him to be gushy. <laughs> we used to be before kids. Oh, well, there was a lot of befores before kids, right? He just yeah. told you that you were his best friend. That's pretty gushy. gushy. Yeah, but he'd been an asshole for 24 hours before <laughs> that. 
You're dry humping tonight. I'm pretty sure you're gushy. I mean, anyone with dry humping is pretty good. If he's going to let you dry hump for fun, I'm pretty sure you're gushy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might as well like, wear a dry hump and not do anything else. He'd be like, pardon? You know what I mean? Roxy, are you yeah. best friends with your partner? I mean, I think I'm, I'm sort of like you in that my gl- girlfriends are like my closest, like, best friends, you know, and they're the ones I sort of go to, you know, for me, I think it's, I think we're very close friends, but I don't know that we'd, it it would be best friends, you know, like, it's like, I love him, but there are times when I don't like him, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like with my girlfriends, I don't have that. Like, I love my girlfriends. I like them. Like, it's never like, it's not no that same dynamic, right? There's no expectations. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we have everything is like laid out. We know, you know, what we what we're gonna get. Like we know how each other is. So I think yeah, it's a little bit like not. It's a little not lighter, but it's, it's less complicated yes. for sure. Yes, yes. you don't less have as much. I mean, maybe you think this is different. You don't have as much at stake. That's what I think it is. Like, I think that when you have girlfriends, maybe the two of you are different because you work together and you're like, that's a different scenario. I know with my girlfriends, like I would be devastated if I lost some of them. Mm. And again, you guys are probably different because your work is also intertwined. But if you get divorced and you're in love with someone, there's Mm. so much at stake. There's the children, there's the finances, there's so much, there's your sex life. There's So maybe life is easier when there isn't so much at stake and the relationships you have are easier when there isn't so much at stake. So you have to make a marriage work or you try to make a marriage work because you want that for so many other reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. why it's so important. And that's why we strangle it sometimes is because yeah. it means so much. Yeah. You do it want it for it. so many other yeah. reasons outside of yourself. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But when, what's the point of like cutting the tie? Like when is it like not? Are good you anymore? asking for I'm like, <laughs> asking for a friend. She's like asking for a friend. <laughs> we know a lot of people who have never been happier alone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get to, I That's think like, I have a theory that I think that women, well, at least for us, we got married, you know, so young. We met our husband so young, you know, early twenties and, and settled down and had a family and we assumed the role of a, we were uh, stay at home moms and we were cooking and cleaning. And it's like, we didn't have time to, because no one told us, you know, as girls growing up that there was opportunity, like, it's like, you couldn't have both. You know what I mean? Like you were a bad mom. If you were a working, even though we had working moms who were single, it was like it, it, the, the society let you know you were a bad mom if you worked and had children in a way, right? You had to make a choice. Did you want to be with your kids or did you want to work? And I think for us, it was like, we never knew there was an option. You could do both. And when we kind of opened our eyes and we're like, we love you, but you're not our everything. We need Mm -hmm. more. And you've maybe Tim and you've always worked. So you've had an outside identity outside of yourself where it hasn't been you know, just you and your, like, we relied on our husbands and, for and everything. Clarify, we both had careers oh, before we had yeah. children, but once we had children, careers we, for two years. We stayed, <laughs> I'll never forget someone saying to me, and guys, it was the, it, in my opinion, at this uh-huh. time, it was the wrong advice. She was like, if, if you really want to be a stay-at-home mom, regardless of finances, if you have a partner, you can make that happen. That's a choice you make. Mm-hmm. So, she was like, <clears throat> you could have more money and have a more luxurious life, mm-hmm. or you could make it work on that one salary and be a stay-at-home mom. And I remember thinking it, this is before I had kids, and I was like, is that true? I know now that is 
Mm-hmm. That is, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that someone just goes to work to have more money. I think mm-hmm. they go, they, they go to work to fulfill, you know, who they are and what they want right. to do and their passion for life. But when that person said that, and the person was close to me, I thought, so if I really care about my kids, I'll just, I, I will stay home with them. Well, isn't that mm-hmm. bullshit though, that we're made yes. that way? Oh, it's bullshit. Everything. Yeah. We're shamed because it's like, we have to make that decision. It's either the kids or the, or the work, you know, and, and my husband and like nope. other men out there and your nope. husbands and it's never been that decision. It's never, no. oh, you don't care about your kids if you go work or you don't care about your work yeah. if you choose to stay at home. Like it's Roxy, us traveling, we would yeah. have women stop us in the airport and be mm. like, you've opened my eyes that I can go away for a weekend and crazy. the kids will be okay. And wow. I'm like, this is, this is not... This is, um, this is common that a lot of women feel like they don't even, they can't, they couldn't come to our show because their husbands couldn't put their kids to bed by themselves. (gasps) And and that's not 1%. That is a large percentage of people who is, they are the entire household. And I think that we grew up in our marriages and we were like, wait a minute, wait. And we changed the game and our husband's they rolled with it, but I can see how if they were different men, they'd be like, wait a minute. And, and I think mm-hmm. we really grew up in that time too. Cause mm-hmm. our, um, a lot of people would say to us, okay. And you can just imagine if you're a mom who's full of guilt and insecure and like going to work and doing all this, we had so mm-hmm. many women say to us, how can you leave your husband and your kids? And I, I just imagine I was so easy for Kat and I to be confident in the time that we did it. Cause we'd already, we'd, we'd worked through, we've matured a lot as moms that we were so able to settle them in that question mm-hmm. instead of being like, you're crushing me because mm-hmm. you're making me feel so bad about what I just did that. I imagine that if someone hadn't gone through the maturity of motherhood, mm-hmm. that would be such a hurtful comment to mm-hmm. say, it's how hard. do you do that? It's hard because, you know, I've, I, I started working, um, professionally at 15 years old. So by 17 years old, I had bought a house. I had traveled the world by 21. I had moved across continents. So not having money and not working was, was my identity. So I actually never stopped not working and not making money for my own, but I realized and through a lot of therapy that my identity is through work. Mm. So like being good enough and worthy enough and whatever is through making money and working. Like I had the total opposite from you. Mm -hmm. And then you have kids and then you're like, holy shit. Like, how do I even, I don't even know what it's like to stay home and take care of someone else. I can hardly even take care of myself when you're on set all the time. People are doing up your shoelaces. People go, well, you're an idiot. You can't do up your shoelaces. It's like, it's not that you can't. It's just, you didn't even know you had to, right? You didn't even know you had to like cook for people. And then all of a sudden it's like, what, you have to cook? Well, how how many snacks have you got? (laughs) I I don't even know. Like now it's just like fucking boil an egg and just call it a day. Like, how do you even know? So like for people on the flip side who have worked their whole lives and now they're like becoming a mom, you're like, Mm -hmm. what is my identity? And that's Mm -hmm. why I kind of got into this mom space, which you guys are in because I didn't have an identity anymore. I was like, wait, I'm a working person. Now I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? And like the guilt that you say from stay-at-home moms and then the guilt from working moms is just as bad. And it's like- this yeah. perpetual cycle of like women are constantly shamed yes. for everything, everything that they do, Doesn't no matter, matter what everything. choice. Have breast Doesn't. implants, you're an idiot. Yes. Don't have yeah. breast implants, you're flat chested. Yeah. Take bo- Botox, you oh. care too much about your look. Don't don't take Botox, then you're old. It's like breastfeed. Everything oh is breast a thing. Feed, uh, yeah. Bottle feed. Like yeah. all of it, I mean, it's no matter what angle you come from, there's someone hitting you. So you kind of just have to find your like we yeah. we say like 
you, your family is you, is you create your very own brand. Our family is all of our seven kids and our husbands. We're all a brand together. And we have to be confident in the decisions that we make and the way that we live our life so that when the bullets come, they can't, they can't sticks and stones. Will yeah, hurt right? you and it's the women. This is what's crazy. It's the women who are shaming you or shaming yeah. me or shaming Roxy. It's not the men. I don't know a lot of men standing on my side that say like, you know, how could you do this? How could it's the women because they yeah. feel I always say the fast, the fastest pipeline yeah. to hate, the fastest pipeline to hate is, is unhappiness. Fastest pipeline to hate is unhappiness. Yeah, I know. If someone is unhappy, they attack. And it's the women who feel insecure that come and attack you. I know, but That's we can, but we yeah. have to incur, we, and our job mm-hmm. as like women who are confident in ourselves, feel positive and want to support women, no matter how you do it, is just to lead by example. We have to, because these women mm-hmm. are not, they're, they're not bad. They're just, yeah. they're not sure. And, 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 and like Nat opened my eyes when she said, you know, if you, the reason that people feel so, um, so strong about how you do it differently is because if they, if you're doing it differently than them, so their way has to be right. Or they feel like, you know, what am I doing wrong? So it's like, we have to be, women have to be like, no, you're wrong because I'm right. Because this is my most important thing to me. And if you're doing it this way and I'm I'm doing doing it this way, way, I've got to be right because this is my child and I love them. So we fight over these things, but we all do it different. We all just need Mm -hmm. to know that, but it's right. No matter, there's no, there's no right right way. There's just your way. So we Mm -hmm. have to let go of, you know, what the shame, because I really do think that the biggest shamers are ourselves. And I really do think that as women, we beat ourselves up the hardest and we judge ourselves the hardest. And a lot of people often ask us, like, how do you handle the hate and the, the pushback? And we don't see it. We don't get it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, we have a lot of opposing views from other people. You know, we're from Canada and we're quite liberal and open here. And, mm-hmm. you know, we do we do stand for um, a lot of different values and some of our followers. And we try to just be like, okay, what's your point of view? I would love to hear your conversation rather than fight them. Cause we talk, would have to talk to me. Cause we don't know, like, like in Canada, we're so small. Like we're like, so we're like way smaller than we're 10% California. of America's population. <laughs> right. we're, we're 30 million in the country. I think Australia is too, right? Australia is too. Yeah, yeah so we're like, right? we're tiny. So we know all, tiny. All, all of American states have different like opinions on everything. Oh yeah. And we're like, we're, we have to be open because we don't know what your background is. We don't know where you came from. We don't, we, we, we it enlighten us to, to it, why you have these opinions. And I don't agree with you and I might not agree with you, but I'm not going to yell and, and I'm never going to. I'm not, I'm <laughs> gonna, but I'm and I don't agree with what you're saying, yeah. but I yeah. want to hear your opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I will. I, I was a social worker in, before I did all this. And I think that the biggest problem with social media is it's so one way, but it's also one way. It's a one way street, both ways. And there's no open communication because it's DMS and my, my message, your DMS, right? So there's no forum to have conversations where you, and that's why the podcast is kind of a beautiful place because it's conversations versus one post that someone can take personally based Mm -hmm. on their day, right? Like they're going to personalize what you say. So we just really try to have an open mind to people while supporting, you know, what we believe in, 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 in a way that is open-minded and just not shut, shut people down and be open with ourselves. And, you know, someone DM'd us was like, we have really different views, but I appreciate you letting me write in your DM. I'm like, girl, write all you want, you know, like go crazy. Yeah. Um, Guys, can I, 
I think yes, you, you guys it. are really smart too, because you use humor, which is such a powerful tool and it unites so many people because who doesn't love to fucking laugh and like have a jolly, like after a crazy hard day in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I think what you guys are doing, I mean, it's amazing because you connect with so many more people in the mm. style that you do it in. It's funny you say that, Roxy. We have, because we have a teen and tween, like we have created a, a parenting group uh -huh. where people like subscribe to our parenting group. We bring on experts because we happen to have girls. Her daughter is just 11. My daughter is just 12. And we are entering into a totally different, like, like sphere of parenting. So we had to create this, like it's a subscription-based model for parents to join so that they feel like they're not alone. But it's it's just, it's it's so funny that, that you say that because, I, 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 we were talking to one of the therapists and they were like, sometimes people just use humor mm -hmm. to get through the really hard times. And Kat and I have had, we've had a life. Like we, I'm not saying that we've had the hardest life and like, we like grew up with the, we like the stories of the way that our families broke up and how our moms had to survive was something that you could cry about every day, or you could get through it. And then you could find um, a little bit of joy and happiness and thankfulness that you survived and that you had two strong moms who got you through it. Yeah. Our moms didn't have time to think about anything other than surviving. So when you grow up with watching a mom survive and not be able to think about shame or guilt or like their body, or, you know, when you watch your mom struggle just to put food on the table and a roof on your head, you, I think the appreciation you have for everything is a lot more open and it's a, just a different philosophy. It's just a different, I think we grew up in a very open-minded um, yeah. world because we come from a very open Our moms were gone. Like my mom was gone before I woke up and she was home after I, like I fed my siblings dinner. Like there wasn't, it was, so it's like, if we can get through this, there's mm -hmm. gotta be a way to laugh through it. You have to have a sense of humor for sure, but laughter really makes it easier. Mm -hmm. I have to say, we've been talking for a while. I feel like the four of us are sitting at a table. At <laughs> I a know. Yes. When can we have wine Wait, together? Yes. Oh, we're yes. gonna do we're gonna do a road trip up near. Can I don't think yes. Canada's gonna let us in. Um, <laughs> but we'll be like we. Oh my god, I'll be like on the one side of the border. You can be on the other <laughs> side of the border. We're 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 like, shot, hey, having shot, 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 shot. I'll throw, uh, I'll throw like a, I'll throw a gummy over to you guys. You can catch it. We're yeah, legal for gummies. Here. Yeah, we can do drugs here. Oh, oh you can. I, I took a gummy yes. once oh, and yeah, I drove myself to the oh, hospital God. and was Mary, like, I'm stuck between time and death. <laughs> it was we, horrible. I trying to get to the hospital after gummies? She, I, I've only smoked weed twice okay. and both were terrible experiences. And this was like also 15 years ago. So I'm like, Tam, it's time for you to eat a gummy. <laughs> yeah, now. okay. I'm way too Tam's, scared. I, I'm way too scared. Tam, Kat and I grew up smoking joints. Mm -hmm. I no, I wish I liked it. I have anxiety. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Oh, here I'm she goes. So afraid to smoke a joint or do it twice. It was terrible. Yeah, I did it a hundred times. And I still. <laughs> we I, need to go back. I still to the think it's days. terrible. <laughs> no, I, I can't do it now. I, like I overthink shit. I said if I do it in front of my husband. No I may way. be like, I actually don't love you. The way that I look at you, I'm actually I, I just do I that when I ovulate and when I'm PMSing. I'm literally like, I don't think that you're the one that's meant yeah. for me. On day it's 11 and 12 of my cycle, I'm always like, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And you would think that every single month, I would say this just happens on day 11 and 12, but day 11 and 12, I'm like, I just don't think we're meant for each other. The conversation that you had said about like, you know, open like letting people have opinions. And I think you're so right. I find it so hard, especially what we went through with like the election. It's hard now to like be able to just accept so many opinions when opinions can be 
hard or detrimental to the people that you mm-hmm. love, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what point, at what point is it like, I accept your opinion, let's talk about it. Or is it like being silent is, is standing on the side of the oppressor? Oh, wow. um, at, at what point is it like, no, I have to say something because it's going to do more harm to the people I love than good. Or is it better to just open up the conversation because how do you learn why people feel a certain mm-hmm. way until you mm-hmm. understand them? It's mm-hmm. like a really hard thing right now. And especially in America where you just don't mm. know which way to yep. go. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to, we have to start off by saying in Canada, um, politics is not, is not a table conversation. Um, we, we are not like our, our differences are not huge from the different parties, from the different parties, uh, politics. You could have like, you would have no idea who, who votes your family for who? And who your friends vote mm-hmm. for. It is not a conversation. It is not up for and, and your Let's party would that. change week, like, month. like no one even, it depends. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah it, it's not, um, that being said, the, the the last thing that you said I think is the most therapeutic for friends and family to discuss things is to open it up to learn from each other why why they stand for specific things to understand because if they're your friends and family they're not bad people so why 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 do you believe in this I need to know I need to understand yeah and I think with our 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 community you know, every woman in our community deserves to feel safe in our community and deserves to feel like, you know, as people who have a community that, you know, we're there for them because we have a voice. And I can imagine what that would feel like to be silenced and not have a voice. And I think what we can do is um, try to educate in a way as best as we can, because we'll never be the experts. And, you know, we haven't experienced a lot of a lot of the hate and a lot of the, um, you know, in, in systemic racism and the oppression that a lot of different people have felt. So, but what we can do is, you know, have a lens where we're aware of the conversations we're having and share articles and try to bring awareness to the emotion behind the people who have these stories and these feelings rather than tell people how they should feel. Mm -hmm, So we just try to bring like a human experience and a kind of a platform for other people. Because you can imagine some of the followers are exposed to absolutely nothing. It's something that they maybe heard through a friend or on a news, like a a quick news hit. Or like a a social media site that's not even, that is an opinion-based social media site that they take as news and I'm we're we're not here to judge anyone because for me to sit here and tell you that your views are you know what you grew up in that most of them mm-hmm. you know you grew up in that and that's what you believe but you might not know different so if we can do subtle changes and just try to like open your mind a little bit to hear a different perspective mm-hmm. how 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 good is that rather than me yell at you and scream at you and tell you what you should believe in because yeah, that's, that's going to get me work. nowhere. So, you know, we've had lots. I mean, if if when we do posts about you know kind of uh, it, like things that are going on or or like you know the hate crime against women or Asian mm-hmm. hate crime or BLM or whatever it is, we take time in our DMs to go and have conversations mm-hmm. with people and big conversations with people about these things and they'll be like, you're a fucking idiot. You I'm gone. I'm, and that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We've had lots of people say, I've been following you for five years and I am out. out. Yeah. You just about race and justice and all of a sudden people are out. And that is what is shocking to me, which I, as an Australian have learned now an American citizen have learned within the last year, four years, 
that there is an issue that we need to address. And, and you're, you're more than right. When my husband says you need to talk to people and understand, sometimes you just expect people to know morally and ethically what's right, but you can't expect that sometimes when, you know, their environment was a fertile environment for, you know, making their views come to be. So it's like, you know, you can't, we just learned him and that you're like born into a party, like that families believe in like blue or red, like, like that's like a a family. And I'm like, you know, as we've worked in America, we've learned that, you know, politics runs through the entire, like, it's such a huge part of the American Mm -hmm. system. And that that's new to us. Like, whoa, that was a, that was an intense lesson for us to learn. And, you know, with every, with every situation, we try to do better and do more and we'll never, we're not doing enough. We're not. And we're the first to say it because there's so much content that we do, but we try to keep a lens with our our followers and we're always open to feedback and to conversations Mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we do our best every day and it's never enough because our platform is entertainment. And so, you know, it's hard to mm-hmm. weave into, but we try to make sure experts are represented. We try to make sure that our team, you know, we've, we've, we've we come as an Australia and Canada, you know, we had a huge injustice to indigenous people, huge mm-hmm. injustice to indigenous mm-hmm. people. So, you know, we try to just understand our lens and, and follow through with it and, and we do our best. Make sure that like for all of the women who follow us and all the people who follow us, that we are, we're open to all opinions and we're open to absolutely everyone. Of course, hate is not accepted and we're, that's not okay, but everything else we're all learning together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and putting people down, will never stand like that's I, you can leave. I don't like, no, you know, and we'll just address the conversations. Our, our DMS are always open and we welcome conversations, welcome them. Yeah. welcome them. It's a good way to put it. That's a good way to, you know, a good um, way to think about it because it is yeah. so like spicy right now. Everything is like is. hot, spicy. hot, hot. Really spiciness is going to be what's going to make a change. It's going to be like our kids will look back on this time and say, thank God, mom, you lived through this and you hopefully helped make a change. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even just politics. It's such, you know, even parenting and the way you talk and yeah. And punishment yep. and food and the yes. way, like well, how you feed your children, how you mm-hmm. talk to your children about body. Like, I'm worried I'm telling Phoenix, like, no, don't have ice cream. Am I telling her, no, don't have ice cream? And she's going to think it's because of her body. Like, there's yes. so many conversations to have gender yes. um, yeah. that, you know, it can be so overwhelming and so confusing. And I think that the you just have to go into it going, hey, you know, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to do the best I can. And I don't really yeah. have all the answers. And if I, yeah. if I call you the wrong gender, cause I didn't know, I am sorry. Yes. Um, oh my God. That sounded sorry. really Canadian. Sorry. Um, just trying to do the best you can. And the rest is just, you know, the rest is gravy. You just, you just, right. that's all you can do. We're doing the best that we can. And that's, yeah, and, and that's, that's going to have to be good enough. And, and you, if you, if you take yourself as a student rather than an expert, you know, if oh, you're a student gosh. of life and, you know, I think we're all students of motherhood and students of, you know, the society we live in and, you know, we never claim to be experts in anything. We're just really trying our best to learn alongside and and know if we've done something wrong. We are so open to do better at any point. And we're we're always open here for the conversation. And that's what you know we try to do is keep 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 the lines open so it's yes. not a one-way street. Can I ask where do you both live? Los Angeles, California. Um, Austin right but, now. She's in Austin. Mm-hmm. Right. So you guys can't be together. Oh, I can't wait to have you on oh our God. podcast so I can ask you all the juicy questions I want to know about you two. 
Uh-huh. Yes. And we are going to go over there very soon, aren't so we? So, guys, we're going to be having a Cat and Ads podcast. Yeah. So, go over there and Come listen check to us our out. interview. Yes. And, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I've had one glass of wine. I'll have two with yours. I'm going to be <laughs> getting jiggy with it tonight <laughs> with my dry humping. <laughs> Just wait till the husband gets to know my plan. I, um, I literally feel like the four of us could sit across from a table with a candle yes. in the middle and talk for seven hours and then say let's make an appointment uh, no sorry an appointment <laughs> well, let's make an appointment for a waxing and some therapy <laughs> hey as long as the bottle doesn't run out we're in oh i know no we're i can in. i can hang i can hang to at least three glasses guys okay two tam and do it. Two. and then we'll go to bed you can yeah, buy three's and good. i will not be tell me more about it <laughs> Oh my my God, husband just texted me. He's like, I brought more wine. It's like, little does he know. <laughs> we're going to FaceTime. We're going we're gonna to dry him. I love it. I'll text everyone. I'll be like, I got my dry hump. Yes. Um, oh, my God. People, I know you guys have a million places for people to find you. Please just let everyone know where they can find you. Honestly, guys, we are everything at Catnet. C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T. Those are real names. It's not fake names. We have a podcast. I love that. Called uh, Mom Truths and a book and a thing and a thing. You just Google Catnet and you'll find everything about us. Amazing. Mm. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment, please, on all the podcast yes. apps so we can keep bringing you amazing content yes. like Cat and Nuts. Cat and Nuts. Cat and Nuts. And we are Women on Top Official on Instagram. And we are Women on Top on, oh no, we are Women on Top podcast on Facebook. And we also have a clubhouse group called Women on Top as well. Yes, we do. Yes. And go to uh, Cat and Nap for part two of this amazing hang. It's a girl's hang. And I am Tam and Sursak. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women Women on on Top. top.